Well, good evening, New Beginnings family. Let's rise as we begin to worship tonight. Who's ready to give praise to the Lord? Amen.
give him the glory tonight. Amen, church? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time together. We lift your name in worship tonight, Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you for this time together that we come into this place, Lord, to focus on you, Lord. Let our minds be in this place with you, Lord. Be your spirit dwell within us tonight. Lord. We give you the praise and honor.
with us tonight. Come on, sing. We make miracle work, promise keep, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every
supernatural you've truly turned us around and we can't see you we know you're there and we can't feel you we know you're still moving so father right now in the name of Jesus for every person watching online overwhelm them with your presence right now draw them to you remove the distraction and do the same right here right now in this sanctuary that, God, we focus totally just on you, that we forget about all the other pieces around us, God. 
Father God, let us focus on what you want to say to us tonight. And God, we lift up our voice as we speak tonight. We love you. Thank you, Waymaker. Thank you, Miracle Worker. Thank you, Promise Keeper. Thank you, Light in the Darkness. Thank you for who you are. Oh, much more than that, but thank you, thank you, thank you. God, right now, we're praying to the person to our right and to our left. We're praying for the person in front of us and behind us. And we're saying, God, minister to them. They came here because they have need. They came to praise you, but God, I pray you speak to them. Minister to that person around us. And then minister to us. Minister to me. Speak to us, God. For our ears are open and our eyes are open to hear and see a move of God. Father God, we're praying for the fires to come to an end. God, they just caught a woman here in Albuquerque setting fires. Father God, I don't understand the people, but you do. Bring normality back to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to New Mexico and our country. God, bring sanity back. Holy Spirit, be with our firefighters. Protect them. And all the families that have lost, God, comfort the pain. And just provide them housing and the things they've lost, vehicles and property. God, I pray you be with them. God, there's a war on the other side of the world. Soldiers are fighting and lost life and of innocent protection. God, we pray for each one of us here right now. For those of us that are caught in the middle of a war. We're fighting the flesh. The spirit is saying one thing and the flesh is wanting to do something else. In the name of Jesus, we pray that Lord God, we submit our will and have your will, not our work supernaturally, God. We bless you. We love you. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen and amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Is there any way we can sing that chorus again? And shout it out and say thank you, God, for what you're doing. And lift up his name. Tell him who you and say, this is who you are, God. Let me tell you something, devil. You don't have to stand a chance. Our God has already won. Sing it out. Proclaim it for your life. Pray it for people that need it right now of we make miracle work promise keep light in the darkness my god that is who you hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord give him praise and say thank you to jesus thank you now turn to your neighbor and say god's got a word for you god's got a word for you your life. 
Hey, you may be seated. I do want to let you know, hey, young people, listen up. And mom and dad, grandma and grandpas, today is the last day to sign up for summer camp. So young people, if you guys are going to summer camp, you have to sign up today. Today's the deadline. So make sure you sign up. And you need to turn in your candy money. Start turning, bringing that back. Amen? Young people, you were dismissed the your worships in your class. Sixth grade all the way to 12th grade. If you're in here, you need to go with the youth. They have an amazing gathering time, and they just celebrate Jesus, and they learn more and more. I just want to let you know that make sure you sign your kid up. If you're going to sign your child up, sign them up. Sign them up. And I want to remind you that tomorrow night we have a Bible study for men. We started last week. It's an amazing study. It's at 6.30 in the evening, and uh, it's just a great time. Men, I encourage you to come out. What's that noise? It's me? It's going pa ta pa ta pa pa pa. I'm like, I think it's picking up all the noise in my head. Is this on? Yeah. Okay. And can you turn the lights on in here? Uh, the Bible study lights now. Thank you. And uh, just want to let you know that. Uh, I, I need some volunteers on Friday, guys. We're going to distribute 20,000 pounds of food. And so get here about 10 or 10.30, and then we start making up the boxes, and at 12 o'clock, we start giving it away. So let all your friends and, and your family know about them. Also, listen to me. This Sunday is graduation Sunday. So we're going to honor all of our graduates. So if your son or daughter or you graduated from high school or college or, or, or some kind of uh, school that you graduated from, we want to honor you. So make sure you sign up because today's the last day. Today's the last day. I just want to remind you that a week from today, we're going to honor all the kids that, are, that finished fifth grade. And they're going into junior high because they're, they're nervous. And we want to promote them. And, and we want to let them know they're no longer going to be in children's church. They're going to be going to the youth group now. So we're going to have a promotion service. And for those that are in the eighth grade going into high school, we're going to recognize them because they're going into the senior high class. And those that finish 12th grade are going to go into the college class. So we're going to have a really neat promotion next Wednesday, and I hope that uh, you're here for that. We'll have service as well, but we're going to honor our kids. And, uh, and, and so we really hope you'll do that. At the end of the month, we have baptism service. I want to let you know about our baptism service. If you've never been baptized since you became a born-again Christian, it's important that you do that. And uh, so that's going to be on May the 29th. And also, if you've never... Uh, if you became a new believer, we have a new believers class every Sunday at 11 a.m. 
and it's room 106, a big room with the windows, and and it's an amazing time to understand what you did when you gave your life to Christ, but also it's an amazing time to get to know who we are as New Beginnings Church, and then afterwards, we have a time where you meet the pastor, and we just have some finger food and some just snacks, but you get to meet all the different pastors and what we do here and how we do the ministry that we do here. So we hope that you'll be able to be a part of that. So uh, I don't think there's any other announcements, and if there are, uh, catch up on the webpage or on the app. Uh, thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, I, I know my wife and I give financially on the app. We give uh, on the app every other week because we get paid every 15 days. So that's how we get paid, and that's how we do it. But you could give on the app. You could give text to give. You could text in your giving, or you could drop it in at any one of the doorways. We have these uh, offering boxes, and you could drop your offering there. <clears throat> but let's get into the Word. Guys, I'm I've been doing this Bible study, and we've been talking about living without regrets because in life, how many have ever done anything really dumb before? Okay, five of us. The, the rest of you are liars. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm joking, kind of, because, because we've all done something dumb, right? We've all done something that we've gone like, I can't believe I did that. What's wrong with me? Or your wife tells you, I can't believe you did that. Or your husband or your parents or whomever. We do some things sometimes that are just, and then we regret it. But we need to live a life without regrets because when we die at the end of our chapter, we need to be able to say, man, thank you, Lord. You kept me from repeating stuff over and over. And you taught me how to make really good friends and how to walk with the right kind of people. And so tonight, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about truly principles, some keys for close friendships, how to have close friendships. Because all of us know, I, I know I know tons of people, but I'm not close with everyone. I'm closer with some than others. And I, I try to get to know everybody, but you know what? Like, people think, like, we don't go out a lot at night. We don't have dinner with a lot of people because... When we finally get home, we want to be home. It's like we're going, going, going all day long. So when we finally get home at night, so we almost never go out at night uh, with another couple or even by ourselves. We just kind of chill. But, but I know a lot of people, but I don't know. I'm not close to tons of people. But God has a remedy and a, a plan for us to establish really, really good friends. Real friends, friends that are going to add to your life and not take away. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 24, it says, There are friends who destroy each other. Boy, we know some of those, don't we? But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Father, thank you that there's really good friends in life. Thank you that there's those friends that, Lord, have stuck closer than a brother. And God, help us to be one of those people and how to find those people. I pray in Christ's name, amen. You know, if we're really going to have those kind of friends, really close friends, the very first thing we need to do is be faithful. We need to be faithful. You need to be faithful to your friends. You need to be loyal to them. 
You need to really be able to say, when I'm going to be there, I'll be there to keep your word, to say, I'll try to be there as often as I can. I'll try to be there for you whenever you're going through a difficult time. I'll try to be there for you when you're going through a difficult, challenging time. I'll try to be there for you in the greatest moments of your life and in the most difficult moments of your life. But I'll try to be faithful to be able to lean on you and you lean on me. There used to be that song way back in the day. Lean on me when I'm not strong. And I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. Boy, it won't be long that I'm going to need somebody to lean on. Right? So just call on me, brother, when you need a friend. You're going to need somebody to lean. Okay, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you guys are going places you shouldn't be right now. Come back to church. Come back to church, Okay. Some of you are already going, ooh, R&B, let's go. Orale, I want to lean on you. No, no, no. We're talking about friends that we lean on each other when we're broken, when we're hurting, when we're going through difficult times, that you have someone you could call. All of us usually have that go-to person. Those people that we could call, and they'll be there. Those people that when you're in need, they will help you through. People that are going to laugh with you and celebrate with you and cry with you and weep with you, those that are going to carry you as you carry them, those people that are going to be faithful. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 17, it says right there, a friend is always loyal and a brother, brother. He's talking about our friends is born to help in time of need. They're there for you. They carry you. They minister to you. They help you. They reach into your life and they lift you up. They don't offer a hand out. They offer a hand up. They pick you up. They get you back on your feet. They say, come on, shake it off. Get up, man. Let's go. You could do it. You could do it. You're going to make it. You're going to win. You're going to overcome. They speak life and not death, hope and not despair, promise and not brokenness. That's a friend, someone who's faithful. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse 9 through 12, I love this passage. It says, two people are better off than one, for they can help you help each other succeed. It says, if one person falls, the other person can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? And then he says, a person, he goes, a person standing alone will be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and they can conquer. And they and three are even better for a triple braided cord cannot be broken. And that third chord he's talking about is the Lord. He's talking about Jesus Christ who binds us together, the Holy Spirit who infuses us together, the Spirit of the living God who surrounds us and binds us and makes us one. That's not a passage just for people getting married. That's a passage for people that are walking in life together. 
that they're leaning on each other, encouraging each other, speaking hope and, and life into each other and saying, you know what? I know you've been beat down, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to lift you up. I know life has a way of sucking life out of you, but I'm going to breathe hope into you. See, it's a person that's going to be faithful in the hardest time of your life and faithful in the good. Oh, people are there for the good, aren't they? They're there, yeah, we're going to have a good old time. But I'm telling you, when you're going through a difficult time, man, they're nowhere to be found. They're like, man, I really needed you. Well, you know, I was busy. I had to do my nails. And those are just the guys saying that. <laughs> you see, we, we try to come up with excuses at times because we don't want to be faithful. But a real friend is faithful. They go through life with you. They journey through life in the good, bad, and the ugly. Second thing is we need to be frank. I don't mean the name frank. We need to be honest. We need to be straightforward. We need to speak life into each other. We need to be frank. We really need to be able to say what is the truth. We need to speak hope into somebody, but tell them the truth. Don't lie to people. Don't say you're the greatest if you're not. But you know what? Say, man, you're good. You're getting there. You're, you're growing. You're doing good. I mean, I love this passage here because it says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, verse 26, he says, an honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Man, isn't it good to hear the truth? Now, you can say the truth. Some people say the truth, but in an ugly way. And they go, deal with it. The truth always hurts. No, it doesn't. The truth always helps. The truth always heals. The truth always restores. The truth always builds up. The truth doesn't tear people down. The truth builds people up. See, you can say someone and talk to them in the truth, but you don't have to treat them ugly. You can speak the truth to somebody saying, dude, you look like a fool like that. Or you can say, hey, you know what? That outfit, I think you would look better in another outfit. You know, that outfit is, well, let me just say it this way. It's way too low, and you're exposing yourself, and you're not a woman that shows off like that anymore. So you need to dress like a godly woman. And you need to cover up a little bit. That doesn't mean you still can't look good and fashionable, but not, you know what I mean? Come on. And guys, you could tell your friend, dude, you look awesome, but those pants are so tight. Dude, I think they're two sizes too small. You're even walking like this. And so you could you could say something in a nice way. You don't have to hurt them. You, you need to speak hope into them. You need to be candid. See, we need to be candid. Now, when we're candid, that literally means it's not just telling the truth, but it's, it's really saying it in a way that's going to connect, but you're not hurting them. You see, in the book of Proverbs, Chapter 27, verse 6, it says, wounds from a sincere friend. So sometimes they say something to you and it kind of wounds you, but are better than many kisses from enemies. 
See, an enemy will go, oh, you look great. Oh, man, look how beautiful you look. Oh, dude, you look awesome, man. It looks awesome. You did awesome, and you didn't do awesome. And you didn't do a good job. And if you keep doing that job and they keep saying, you're doing awesome, you're doing awesome, you might get fired because you're not doing a good job. And they're lying to you. Well, I don't want to hurt your feelings. You've got to tell me the truth. You could say, you know what, this didn't come out quite how it was supposed to. You kind of messed up a little bit. Look, there was a guy that was my barber for many years. And he used to come to church here. He used to be our bass player at the old church. His name's Andre. And he's still a barber, and he's a master barber, but he moved to Denver, so I don't go to Denver to go get my hair cut. So. But, but when Andre was in school, I said, that dude's in school. I want to encourage him. So I would go visit him at school to get my hair cut so he could have a guinea pig to practice on. And I figure if he totally botched it up, well, like it, you know, your hair grows back, though. At least mine still does. So I'm talking. I'm, I'm there one time sitting in the chair, and I got a phone call. So he goes, go ahead and take it, Pastor. So I'm on the phone with him, I mean, with this dude on the phone, and he's cutting my hair. And next thing, he, he finishes, and he cut my hair, but he outlined the phone. No, no, I mean, this is the truth. So I had my hair cut, and it was all, er, er, er. So if I wanted it to look good, I just walked around with my phone. Now, I said to Andre, Andre, I love you, man. Next time, can you tell me to lower my phone and not trim around the phone? Look what you did, mijito. Look. And he's like, oh, pastor, that's all messed up, didn't I? I messed it up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I was candid because if I said, no, it's perfect, he might keep doing that. <laughs> and not just to me. Sometimes the collar would come up and he would do the collar, and I say, yeah, do it just above the collar. One time he did it, it was two inches above the collar. I was like, orale. Cindy goes, when I got home, Cindy goes, hey, your hair looks good. And I turned around, she goes, oh, my gosh, it looks like you lost a fight with Black and Decker. <laughs> so, see, you could tell someone the truth and be candid I said, Andre, I love you. You're going to keep doing my hair. And he did my hair for years. And he got better and better, and he got to be a master barber. Matter of fact, now he cuts the hair of some of the NBA players up in Denver, the Denver Nuggets, and even some of the Denver Broncos. He's at a real exclusive shop. I went, dude, this place is gorgeous. I go, how much are there? He goes, Pastor, you can't afford him. I go, thank you. See, he was straight with me. Because we had a friendship. We had, we're candid. I don't want a bunch of kisses for my enemy. Everything's fine, everything's fine, and it's not. Be honest with me, but tell me in love. Tell me where it's going to build me up. See, I don't believe in constructive criticism because criticism is still what? Exactly. So I believe in constructive advice. 
Advice is what? It's speaking life into you, but telling you, I want to help you, and I'm going to speak something into you that's going to make you stronger and make you better because criticism is going to tear you down, but you've got to learn from it. No, I can speak life into you and build you up and speak encouragement, and yet it might be a little bit negative, but it's going to be real positive. See, we need to learn how to be confidential. Some of our friends say things to us, and then we say, I, I'm not going to gossip about it, but I, we need to pray. We need to pray for Billy. We need to pray for Susie. She's been a real tramp lately. And, and don't do that. Don't tear people apart. Just say, we need to pray for Susie that she makes better decisions. Pray for Billy that he stay faithful and strong and focused. See, be confidential. And look, you know people who you could tell stuff to, right? And they'll keep it to themselves. And then you know people that you want them to spread stuff, and you go tell them because they'll spread it all over the place. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 13 says, A gossip goes around telling secrets. But those who are trustworthy keep confidence. Thank you, Lord. You also need to be careful. Be careful around your friends. Be careful. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes around our friends, we become so relaxed and we become so familiar and we become so comfortable that sometimes we start treating each other without some respect. And we'll say something kind of like, eh, here, eh, here. Look, I'm not one of those pastors, at least I hope I'm not, that I make you kiss my ring and I make you come and bow before me. Oh, pastor, oh, most exalted one. I, that's not who I am. And I pray to God I, I, I never do that. And I, I pray to God none of you see me like that. But I also hope and pray that you'll respect me and you don't start treating me just like, Eh, one of the guys I can say, I can talk to him. Who is he? Who does he think he is anyway? You know what? I'm supposed to be God's representative. I'm supposed to be a man of God that's trusted and, and believed in and a man of integrity. So we need to be careful how we communicate so that we don't get so relaxed that we end up, look, some of you are really close friends with your mom or your dad, and that's really awesome. But don't ever forget, they are your mom and your dad. You see, some of you are real close friends with your boss, but don't ever forget, they're still your boss. See, sometimes we get so comfortable, you've got to be careful. See, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 18, it says, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. See, we need to build up. We need to help. We need to strengthen. We need to encourage. We need to be careful. And we also need to be considerate. Consider it. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, it says, Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep into your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and the people, and you will earn a good reputation. Why? Because you're considerate. You don't ever embarrass anybody. 
have you ever been around people? I know I have joked around, and sometimes in my joking around, I've hurt people. I embarrassed them, and I never meant to do that. And I have to say, man, please forgive me. And sometimes they said, no, Pastor, we're just joking. But you know what? No, I, I could see that I hurt you. And I am so sorry. We need to build people up. We need to lift them up and not tear them down. Amen? To really help them. Another thing is, is not just be uh, faithful and frank, but to, we've got to be focused. If we're going to be good friends, we need to stay focused. We need to stay focused in our relationship on how we're building each other up and how we're strengthening each other and how we're encouraging each other. Because when we stay focused, we stay on the path and we stay on the journey and we stay where we're supposed to be going. So if your buddy or your your little homegirl or your little homeboy or somebody starts going, hey, man, why don't we go over here and let's have some a few beers. And you know, I don't need to do any beers because you know what? One beer is too many. I mean, too little and two beers is too many. I don't even need it. Oh, man, let's smoke weed. It's even legal now. I, I don't need it in my life. Because I know what I'll do if I smoke weed, my brain goes someplace I don't need to be. And before you know it, I'm thinking of my old days and I start going from weed to something else and something else and something else. And before you know it, you're really in a mess. You see, you need to stay focused. You need to stay on the same path. You need to say, we need to walk and journey through this path together. Hey, let's do a Bible study together. Let's pray together. Let's get together. Hey, let's double date and let's go to a really good place not to a raunchy place. And let's really honor each other. And let's have a good time. Let's go off someplace. Let's go on a double date to pray. And go pray. Pray over the city. Do a drive around the city and pray. Encourage each other. I don't know if any of you saw the the moon eclipse the other night. It was amazing. And the next night, the moon was beautiful and huge. And I was in the den and my wife came in there and she goes, and I went like, well, I was the only one there. So I go, okay. And she didn't say a word. She just goes, all right. So I followed her and she goes out the front door and I go, Bob, I wonder where we're going. So I, I followed her and she goes, she said, look at the moon, Richard. Look, it's gorgeous. And we just hugged, and we're looking at the moon. When the moon hits my eye like a big piece of pie at Samore. I do weird stuff when we're together. And I go, Cindy, I asked you out when I was 14, 50 years ago. On September the 1st of this year, it'll be 50 years that we went out the very first time. I was a little kid, man. She was a young little girl. And I said, I had her there. We're looking through these trees and our neighbors and the moon's right. I go, Sandra, here, do you look? Do you see? It's perfect. And I go, Cindy, we've been looking at that moon together. 50 years now. I go, think of all the things we've experienced. And I just started praying. We're out there in the front yard and we're just praying and I'm 
thanking God for our family and thanking God for our children and their, my daughter's husband and her children and my son and his daughter and, and we're praying for our families and we're praying for each other and we were just reminiscing, but we captured the moment. We were focused. We refocused because life has a way of pulling at you and tearing at you and confusing you. And God has a way of shedding all that craziness and bringing you back in focus. And you need to do that. And you need a friend to walk through life with. And she's my friend who I've walked through life with. She knows everything about me. The good, there's a lot of good. The bad, I'm not going to tell you how much there is. (laughs) But she's got about seven journals. (laughs) I'll kidding aside, she knows the good, bad, and ugly of me. She's made me a stronger man, a better man. You see, you need a friend like that. I have friends in my life that speak hope into me and speak encouragement into me and and build me up. You see, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 27, verse 17, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Man, there's so many of you that have spoken into my life. I mean, sharpened my iron. You've made me stronger sometimes by speaking a word into my life and sometimes by just bringing me your headache. But together, we found an answer through the Lord. And we found how to get stronger together as friends. And another thing we need to do if we're going to be good friends is we need to be forgiving. We need to be forgiving. Just know this. Your friends will mess up. Your friends will do something dumb. Your friends will say something to hurt you. Your friends will do something to hurt you. Your friends will sometimes ignore you. Sometimes they might even backstab you. But don't lose a good friendship over being hurt. Don't lose a good friendship over the fact that you got wounded. Because let me tell you something. God heals the wounded heart. He rescues whose spirits are crushed. And don't lose a good friend just because you got your feelings hurt and they haven't said they're sorry. The Holy Spirit will get a hold of them. And they might never even say they're sorry. There's people that have done things to me that have hurt me and I have forgiven them. One of them, seven years later, I saw this guy. And when I saw him, I go, hey, man, how are you? I heard you were looking for me. I heard you wanted to say something to me. And this is a dude that he was not looking at me to say, hey, you're an awesome guy. He wanted to hurt me. And I said, hey, I heard you're looking for me. He goes, uh, uh, yeah, uh. And I go, well, he goes, I'm sorry what I did. And I said, look, I just want you to know I forgave you seven years ago. I go, I really believe what I preach, and I had to forgive you. I had to release you, because if I didn't, it would ruin and destroy me. And he goes, wow. And I go, but since you're asking now, I forgive you. 
And when that guy had passed away, they asked me to do his funeral. And when I'm doing the funeral, I'm thinking, how crazy. I wanted to sing the anthem. Because God's power of forgiveness. And because he's taught me how to release that forgiveness as well. We became friends. Now I'm honoring him at his death. I blessed him. I honored him because he had come to Christ. I blessed his family. But because you have to work beyond that, you have to learn how to forgive and you have to learn to be forgiving because if not, you end up suffering. It eats you alive. It'll destroy you. Some of you have cut off your friendship with your brother or your sister. Some of you have cut off your friendship with your mom or your dad. Some of you have cut off your communication with somebody that you were really tight with over something that happened and you haven't been able to forgive. And you're saying, well, they haven't asked me for forgiveness. You know what? Forgive them. Release them in the name of Jesus. Say, God, I forgive them even before they ask because the Bible says while we were still sinners, Christ forgave us. He forgave us even before we asked him. Amen? So we need to do the same. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 9, it says, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. I don't know if you guys could do this in the back. Can you look up Colossians chapter 3? Verse 12 and 13. Is there any way you guys can put that up there? Up there, please. But in Colossians chapter 3, it, it talks about what God wants us to do. And what he tells us he wants us to do, he says in Colossians chapter 3, he says, what I really want you to do is I want you to understand and I want you to see and I want you to receive and I want you to believe and I want you to take it in because he says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, he says, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercies, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Now, can you do 13 as well? Now, 13 is the toughness. See, he's saying, close yourself first, but then he says, make allowance. Hear this. Make allowance for each other's faults. Man, don't you just hate that verse? <laughs> that means you got to overlook. you got to make an allowance when your wife is being a jerk or your husband is. Or your son or daughter, father, mother, brother, sister, friend, and neighbor. He said, make allowance and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Thank you, guys. So this is what he wants. He wants us to be forgiving. He wants us to be caring. He wants us to be loving. He wants to extend that. He extended it to us, and he wants us to extend it to us. And then the last thing I want to say, if we're going to really be friends and we're going to have good friendships and we're going to develop really strong friends and we're going to be amazing 
is we need to find friends that are followers of Christ. So be followers of Christ. See, I was talking to some friends the other day, and they said to me, I don't even like to tell people I'm a Christian anymore. Because everyone says, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, they live like the devil. People don't even know what it means to be a Christian. So they said, you know what? I'm a follower of a Christ. I'm a believer of Christ. I'm a follower of Christ. And they said, I say that because I truly want to follow Christ, and I'm hoping they'll see that in my life. And I said, amen, because we need to be followers of Christ if we are truly going to have good friends. Because let me tell you something. Bad company corrupts good character. If you hang around the goats too long, you start smelling like them. We need to have a smell test. Are you with me? Look, now that weed is legal, and somebody came into church the other day, and I felt like, well, at least exhale outside. They came in, and, 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 and there was such a cloud around them. I'm like, dude, at least air it out out there, man. I'm not going to judge you, but I just want you to know, not everyone wants to smell your weed. And let me tell you something. You say they should, they're not supposed to be judging. The Bible says, when you judge, use righteous judgment. Meaning the Bible has shown us how we're supposed to look at each other. Not with a critical attitude, but to really say, wow, they're followers of Christ. See, when they were following Christ, they said, wow, those people are Christians. They're followers of Christ because they look just like Jesus. We need to ask ourselves, do we look like Jesus? Do we smell like Jesus? Because Jesus has a sweet aroma. Do we smell like love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Do we smell like the fruit of the Spirit? Do we smell like God? Do we smell like we bring an aroma of love and peace because we're peacemakers? And when you walk in a room, you brighten it up. You don't bring havoc. Do you walk into a room and bring joy? Or do you walk into the room and they go, oh, my gosh, there he came. Oh, my gosh, Richard's here. There goes the happiness. There goes the joy. Richard's here. Come on, all of us know Richard, right? All of us know Ricarda. That when they walk in the room, they mess everything up. Be the one that walks in the room, they go, oh, my gosh. Every time you walk in the room, you bring love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You bring in the fruit of the Spirit. You bring the life of the party. You bring great joy. You bring love. You bring harmony. You bring a great sense of atmosphere with you. But we don't bring destruction. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 2, verse 20, it says, follow the steps of good men instead and stay on the path of righteousness. So he's saying, follow the good leaders. Follow people that are doing it. Follow people that are followers of Christ because they're going to lead you to glory. In the gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 13, it says, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. 
He laid his life down for us. He poured himself out. He emptied himself. And he didn't expect anything in return. But let me tell you, because he did that, man, we're, we have run to him, and we have accepted him, and we have received him, and we are now following him, and it's a glorious, glorious life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you for what you've done. He's just been amazing. So we say thank you to the Lord. In the Gospel of John, chapter 15, it says, I am no longer I will I no longer call you slaves. Because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friend. Since I have told you everything that the Father has told me. Jesus is saying, Man, you're more than than, than a member. You're you are my friends. I'm I'm the one that has set you apart. And we sang it in that song earlier. Jesus is our friend. Have you ever really thought about that? He's your friend. Look, I'll never forget. One time, I don't even know if any of you know who Bill and Gloria Gaither are. But they do the videos. They have all these homecoming videos and Stuff. They come out on TV all the time. And anyway, I'm in a video with them. And one time they were coming to town. And I had told several people from our church, yeah, I, I've been with Bill and Gloria on a few occasions because they're part of the church God. And I've been in some, I, I was in a video, but I've been in some productions with them with the church God. I go, I don't really know if they know me or recognize me, but, you know, I've met them, and, and I could say, yeah, I, I know who they are. And so they go, really? And I go, yeah. And, and these members of our church kind of looked at me like, really, really? Or are you, like, faking it really? And I go, no, really, really. So we went, and, and we got tickets right on the front row. They call it the artist circle. So we're all on the front row, and the front and the, the first two rows were art. On this, it, it was shaped like a, a, I think a big square, but all I know is our, our section, we had the first two rows. And, and during the concert, he looked down, and he went, went kind of like, yeah, but I mean, that's what they do when they sing. Hey, what's that? But after the concert, he jumped off the stage, and he goes, Richard! And all of the members of the church went, orale, he wasn't lying. Bill Gaither really knows him. And I said, what do you happen to say? <laughs> I go, Bill, so good to see you. I didn't know if you'd recognize me. He goes, of course, I know who you are. Oh, my gosh. And it was really a cool time. And so the people that were there say, oh, my gosh, introduce us, pastor. So I'm introducing everybody and. He's saying, man, good to have you. Good to have you. And I've known Richard and Cindy for years, and, and, and it's so good to see you, and I'm glad you all came out. You hear me? It's this man. You and I can say, I know Jesus. <laughs> He's my friend. And he called me by name. 
And he goes, Richie. And I go, Jesus, my master, my friend. And he goes, Pastor Richard. And I go, oh, Jesus. He knows you. But some of you have drifted from him. Some of you have pulled away. Some of you aren't where you're supposed to be. Some of you don't have that connection. Some of you have not been a good friend to God, or you haven't even been a good friend to your friends. You're not faithful. You're not honest. You're not frank. You're not straight out. You're not focused. You're not forgiving. You're not following the Lord. And tonight, I want to introduce you to Jesus, my friend. More than my friend, he's my Savior. And he could be your friend, and he could be your Savior. And if you don't know Jesus, oh, I pray that today you would say, that's me, Pastor. I want Jesus. Is there anyone here that has never given their life to Jesus? And you're saying, that's me. Tonight, I want to give my life to Jesus. Anyone here? Raise your hand and just say, that's me. Praise God over there. Amen over there. Amen over there. Amen over there. Anyone over here? Anyone else? Yeah. Man, we're so excited for you. This is an amazing day. Don't you understand? Today, you're going to meet Jesus face to face. You're going to give him your life. You're going to give him your hope. So if you raised your hand, would you stand? Because we're going to pray with you. We're going to pray with you. Those of you that raised your hand. You know why they're celebrating? They're going, they're my brother and sister now. They're a child of God. Man, we're so happy. Would all of you say this prayer to encourage them? Say, Heavenly Father, tonight I want to become a child of God. I want to live for you. I want to follow you. I ask that you forgive me of my sins and you make me new. You give me a fresh start, a new hope, a new promise. And today, I walk away from the past and I walk towards my future. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I want to give you guys a hug. Get over here real quick. What an exciting day. I know you all went back, but we have a Bible for you. If you need a Bible, I got a Bible and some material for you if you guys want to go over here. I didn't see anyone over there, but you guys can get over there if you want to go. I mean, I know you went back, but there's some great stuff we want to give you. Just go over there with Jeanette. She'll take care of you. She's going to encourage you. She's going to pray with you.
injured my leg somehow. I wish I could tell you, man, I was chasing this guy with breaking in a car. I tackled him, and man. But no, I just stepped off a step, and I went, whoa, and now my leg's all jacked up. But let me tell you something. Some of you are carrying enormous pain right now because you've lost a really good friend. You've lost someone that you loved. You were real close friends, and they quit being faithful, or you quit being faithful. You quit being honest with each other. You quit being forgiving. You're not focused anymore. You've lost your friendship. Today, I want to encourage you. Come and renew yourself with the Lord, and then ask God to open that door to go back to them and heal them. Amen? So if you want prayer, we want to pray with you. We want to encourage you. So stand with us. We're not going to be real long, but you know what? Let's ask God to make a way, to deliver and open up that way to make it happen. Thank you, Lord. Sing it out, would you? Sing it out with us. Say thank you, Jesus. If you just want to just lay it at the altar, come up and say, God, I want you to restore my own joy, the joy in my own life. I want you to restore the hope I have. I want you to restore my friendship. I want you to restore the things that the devil has taken away. I want a relationship with my mom and dad again. I want a relationship with my brother and my sister. I want a relationship with my co-workers and the people I, I go to school with. I, I, I want to really build that and rebuild it. Sing it out right now. Sing it out. Take time to pray. And then we're going to close.
brokenhearted over what's happening in our lives and how things have completely been destroyed because of unforgiveness or unfaithfulness or losing focus and direction. Father God, we just drifted apart as friends. I pray that you heal the friendships in marriage. I pray you heal the friendships in family. I pray you heal the friendships in friends and people that we work with and go to school with. I pray healing over the woundedness that we carry. Lord, you know the things that were done against us, and you know some of the things that we did. God, I pray that you restore that which the devil has tried to destroy. I pray that you restore that which the devil has stolen. He stole our joy. He stole our identity. He stole our friendship. He stole our life. In the name of Jesus, I pray that, Lord God, you, we can recover everything. That, Lord God, we would start by rededicating our life to Jesus Christ. And we would say, Father, forgive us of our past and restore us with your Holy Spirit. Bring restoration and healing and bring recovery. And Father God, allow us to be able to experience the fullness thereof, your Spirit. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We bless you. We praise you. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you for giving back that which, Lord God, we thought we had lost. We thank you and pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the risen King. And all of God's people said, Amen. Now go and do what you need to do to restore the friendships you had. God bless you, church. We love you. Don't forget this Friday we're giving away the food. We hope that you'll be here to help us.